When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the final word daily for Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. It's preview day at Radscott at what's about to be renamed the Narendran Shah Stadium. Uh, I'm Adam Collins. I've got Cam Ponsonby with me. He is on the ground at Radscott. It's one all going into the third test match between India and England. Cam, uh, first and foremost, how are you finding it? Radscott, new city for you. Yeah, made my debut. It's been an exciting two days in the uh, no Hotel Nova Bling. Uh, I had to move my first night because I didn't have a shower. But who needs a shower? I don't need a shower. Uh, but I needed it enough to want to move anyway, just in case I fancied one over the course <laughs> of the week. I uh, got introduced to my new room and had a spectacular, very romantic happy birthday and massive balloons all over my bed, which is only six and a half months early for me. So I, I really appreciated that thought from... Ah. From, from the lads that are working there. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been great. The food I've just had in the press box has been wonderful. I, I hate to say anything bad against Hyderabad or, or Vizag, but in my Indian food power rankings, Rajkot and Gujarat has gone right up to the top. Goa, you're down the bottom. You fuck with me, I fuck with you. I'm not happy with it. Uh, I had my debut bit of food poisoning, but it's fine. <laughs> That's part, part and parcel of being a Gora in India. What can you do? We might come back to your travel diary yeah. towards the end of the show. So, yes, Valentine's Day today. That might have been uh, the, the, the background to all the roses on, on your bed. Yeah. That's uh, my daughter's fourth birthday as well. Winnie, as uh, long-term listeners would know. Um, I mentioned this, the, the renaming of the ground. Let's just deal with that first, shall we? So there's a big um, presentation happening later today. So uh, Naranjan Shah has been the Honorary Secretary of the Shastra Cricket Association since 1972 after a brief first-class career, former long-term secretary of the BCCI, had an administrative role with the IPL as well. So what was the SCA ground is now being given a, a formal name title. Yeah, and I, I, it feels a couple of years too late, doesn't it? If it was 1972, 2022 was the perfect time, the 50th anniversary. But I guess this is the closest test match we've had to that point. Um, it's taken everyone by surprise. Uh, Will McPherson, who is uh, probably... <laughs> the most well-informed uh, cricket journalist in the whole of the UK. I mentioned that to him about two hours ago, and I, I don't think it quite twigged with him. We've all been invited. I think every single journalist on the ground has been invited to that ceremony over there, which you, you just you can't see, but I promise you, I promise you it's there. Um, I, I may or may not make it later. I've, uh, <laughs> oh, just, I'm a busy boy, I'm a busy boy. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know who Narendra Shah was until about uh, seven hours ago, and now... now I love him to bits. He's my favourite character in the whole of Sarastra. We've got quite a lot of news coming out from the ground today on, on the selection front. So just to run through, uh, let's do India to start. So KL Rahul uh, is not going to be up for the game. He's still out with that thigh injury, isn't it, with KL Rahul? He's picked in the squad, but they said he'd be subject to a fitness test. Ravindra Jadeja on his home ground will be playing, which prompts a, a selection stoush, you would imagine, between uh, Kuldeep and Akshar for that second spinner spot uh, to bowl in tandem with uh, the great Ravichandran Ashwin. We've got Siraj back after he was rested in the previous test, so poor old Mukesh Kumar gets left out. They did bring uh, Akash Deep in as a depth seamer, but there's no reason why Siraj wouldn't play. And perhaps the biggest news, Cam, is that uh, India are changing their wicketkeeper. Yes, they are. Jurv Jarrell, I'm really sorry for that pronunciation, is coming in. KS Barat, I, like, as much as I kind of, I loved him and really wanted him to do well, in the same reason you did. He's, he's quite an old-fashioned cricketer, 
But mm. as Sahil said on the show yesterday, mm. when the wickets aren't as kind of spin heavy as they have been in previous years, the need for a specialist wicketkeeper isn't quite there as much and so the emphasis becomes more on the batting Jarrell has had a really exciting kind of start to his career he's very young only just turned 23 he's had success in the IPL and they've turned to him whether that's been confirmed well more to the point that hasn't been confirmed but when India have been running their slip catching drills it's been Jarrell with the gloves um, just a little um, kind of side note to all these things to this um, yeah. I saw Jarrell and Joe Root have a massive hug on the boundaries edge after the test match at Vizag, and it really confused me. And I was kind of like, how do these people know each other? Then, of course, they were teammates at Rajasthan Royals, and I quite enjoyed it as, as, <laughs> as a snapshot of the modern game in terms of how players yep. from all over the world, from Eng one of England's best, greatest test batters of all time, is giving a big hug to India's backup wicket keeper who's on his first, in his first test squad. Um, I enjoyed that little... Um, kind of anecdote on the side and Jarrell be very exciting to come in and something that you've mentioned before in terms of Glenn Maxwell and other teams other countries using the kind of white ball T20 pipeline as a way to getting their most talented players into the test setup Jarrell is another example of that that is quite instructive we, we made a documentary a number of years ago um, called The Final Frontier and it was about the relationship between Australia and India and everyone we interviewed kind of said that like we would go over and play a series but we didn't know each other yeah. there was no relationship there was no kind of shared culture apart from cricket now that they're, they're all um as you say someone like joe root with you know 30 test tons uh knows well that the new bloke coming in for india so you, as you say 23 years of age part of that under 19's production line he's played 15 first class games one century but did make a 50 against the england lines last week so a player in form he's picked any sense of what's going to happen uh, with Kuldeep versus akshar from the press conference today which i i know that that was um ravindra jadeja fronting it but any sort of hint of who might get that that last spinner spot uh, no <laughs> to be honest um I think because they're expecting it to be a flatter wicket, England have gone with two seamers because they think it's going to hold up a bit more throughout the top part of the game. My spidey senses would say they'll stick with cool deep because then you can keep the batting. You get the same batter in for Jadeja for Axar. Axar's averaged 50-odd mm -hmm. in the last however long with the bats, but Jadeja's been doing the same. So you get a like-for-like -like replacement, Jadeja for Axar, but the, the better player in Jadeja. And then you keep the X factor of the wrist spinner on a, a wicket that's keeping together where you need a bit more variation. Um, but that is my guess. That is what I expect they'll do or su suspect they'll do. But that's not grounded in any uh, inside information, unfortunately. No, that's fine. I, I've skipped over. I might have buried the lead here when going through the Indian team changes. Safras Khan. So they've dropped Shreyas Iyer, as Jeff and I discussed on the weekly show, so we don't need to do that again. But um, Safras Khan, out of Mumbai, 26 years of age. They've been talking about him since he was a 12-year-old when he made that quadruple hundred in schools cricket. But, you know, an average of 70 across 45 first-class games, 14 centuries, and a strike rate of 70 at the level below uh, there has been so much hype around this guy for such a long stretch of time and Rajit Padadar keeps his spot but Safraz almost certainly will make his test debut tomorrow. It's so exciting. I think it's it's a real, it's a great selection for kind of part-time IPL fans from the UK su such as myself, whisper it quietly, who from all these years ago have been wondering <laughs> when they're going to see this guy playing international cricket. The kind of little kind of slightly chubby teenager batting mm. with Chris Gale who whacks it a mile, has numbers through the roof. He's everything. He's absolutely everything you want from an Indian cricketer on paper. And now finally he's going to walk out, I'm guessing at number five in a test match for injury. It's going to be so exciting. But it really does speak further to the point of how kind of shallow and brittle and just how down the far down the pecking order or more of a a nod to a new generation, 
this Indian team is going through. If you think at number four, they've got Patadar, one test cap. At number mm. five, Safras Khan, zero. At six, they'll have Jadeja, I imagine. And at seven, they'll then have Jarrell on debut as well. We talk about the inexperience of England spinners, but they are going up against a middle order with equally as little test experience as them. And somehow they're still turning out kind of fantastically entertaining test matches. Um, yes, and I think, well, we're at, we're at Chest um, Pajara's home ground. Uh, I've been told he's going to be playing a Ranji Trophy game about four kilometres mm. away from here, starting in two days. So if you do, if you are in the Rajkot <laughs> area and wish to watch Pajara <laughs> play, don't come here. Whatever you do, go down the road. But it is. I found I found it remarkable that a player of his stature, who's still churning out the runs in the Ranji Trophy, it's not like a Jinka Rahani where there's another former great of a different era who isn't quite scoring the runs at a domestic level anymore. Pajara's there. He's down the road, but. In Safras Khan, Jarrell, India have made their case clear that they're kind of moving onwards, going in a, with a, in a new direction. I was going to ask you a question without notice on Chiteshwa Pajara, whether there's been any chat uh, about him you know, at his home ground. The last time there was a first-class game played at Rajkot, Pajara, of course, rattled off a double ton. He's got like 17 double tons in first-class cricket, but, you know, the, the bank of runs he made for Sussex last year since he's been dropped from the Indian national team and... Yeah, it is odd to me that with such an inexperienced batting lineup, there wasn't room to bring him into the squad and see what might be possible. A pitch that's known for high scoring. Pajara's got a triple there. Jadeja's got a triple there. They've both got double hundreds, a bank of double hundreds at that ground as well. So there's the muscle memory of batting there at, at Rajkot. So, uh, yes, we might say this about Pajara, pal of the show. We've had him on the show uh, last year talking about this very topic, about him trying to get back into, into the Indian test team. So our bias does lie in that direction. But... Yeah, it does seem a fraction odd. Uh, moving to England, uh, we know where they're going as well. Saw an interesting stat on CrickBuzz about England's spinners. They've bowled 38 maidens in the series compared to India's 17 maidens. And I suppose that's as reflective of the way that England bat. Um, and on average as well, though, England spinners are averaging 34 in the series and India's 39. I know we come in one all and you can't underestimate the threat that Judeja and Ashwin in tandem will pose on any surface. But it also speaks to how well England's inexperienced spinners have gone so far. We know that Jack Leach is missing for the rest of the series. We discussed that on the weekly show with Jeff. We also know that Shah Bashir has been dropped in favour of Mark Wood. You can elaborate on that in a moment, the thinking behind the decision of taking a second seamer with James Anderson. And Ryan Ahmed, I think we're still waiting officially for him to get his passport stamped and have that visa issue sorted out. But they've gone with Ryan Ahmed ahead of Shah Bashir to partner with Tom Hartley, who become effectively the senior spinner. So Ryan Ahmed has had his visa stamped. He is officially in the country. That's all sorted. And on, on that, it's been... Um... <laughs> The Shah Bashir one, so England have had two visa issues involving their kind of players of Pakistani heritage on this tour. The first one with Shah Bashir, that was uh, an incident that kind of related to the history and the problems between uh, uh, Pakistan and India. And yes, there was things of you've got to get things stamped in London, but other players didn't and X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. It was a thing. This one was a cock-up from England. There's no two ways about it. Rayan Ahmed had a single-entry single visa to India, and he, it was a visa he had got for when he was a reserve player for the World Cup. And when England came here for the World Cup, they were not planning on leaving the country throughout. However, with this series, they were. They had their break uh. in Abu Dhabi. Now, when Rayan Ahmed tries to come back into the country after the break in Abu Dhabi, <laughs> the, the visa officer on the desk very fairly goes uh, mate I'm really sorry but this says single entry and you've already been here 
that England are saying the, the airport were incredibly helpful. It's all been sorted. They were excellent with Ray and Ahmed. I actually had a tiny, tiny chat with him, who, and he just said it was all a bit surreal. He's like, well, I'm in the country, so it's fine, but kind of it, it, was, it was a thing. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so that's one that England just have to wear. It was a bit of a nonsense. Uh, in ben Stokes hasn't apportioned blame anywhere, but it is. It does look a, a little bit silly. However, the end point is that he will be playing in this test match. And as you say, it's Shoaib Bashir who has been the one to drop out. It's just, I think England make this, uh, managed to make this environment where even though you're left out, you're not dropped. It's kind of like, oh, we're not dropping you. We're just picking someone else. And I think that is probably the case, especially with how well Shoaib Bashir bowled mm. in the last test match. Mark Woods has been opted for because basically, and it's Jadeja saying this, not me about the wicket here, either it holds up for five days or it spins everywhere and you get rolled in two days. Like, okay, so basically there's the there's going to be more time put into the match. There's a little bit more grass on the wicket. It, the conditions favour having seamers up top more than just having one and just churning through the spinners at the other end. So that's the reason why in, in India, England have gone the way they have gone. They've replicated India in the two-seamer approach. And Ben Stokes has said it's never a three-seamer option in India, which did make me think about the time they picked four in Ahmedabad two years ago when Axel Patel took about 17 wickets and three balls. Yes, the great miscalculation that day-night test match had ended inside 150 overs or, or something ridiculous, certainly inside two days. So, uh, And the other point here is really that, that Anderson can play the role as a spinner as well. And by that, I mean he can bowl long spells and sure. can bowl 20-plus overs a day, whereas Wood doesn't do that, right? Wood will play as a strike option on the surface, as you described there. There has been heavy scoring there and there have been short matches there. Both test matches there have been incredibly high scoring. Um, which have involved a number of centuries, one against England in 2017 uh, and one against Close. the Windies, 16, sorry, and one against the Windies a couple of years after that. And both had scores above 600 in the first inning. So that might hold together and that could be the sort of test match we have ahead of us. Um, they do have another seam option, though, uh, at least what I can tell from the photos Phil Brown was putting on social media yesterday. Uh, ben Stokes, uh, the cricketer from England, uh, the Ashes of 2019 are alive. Um, uh, Stokes, uh, 100th test match. Uh, which is significant. It feels like it's crept up on us. I was at his debut, at his debut rather, at Adelaide in, in 2013. That feels five minutes ago, but he will um, receive that new cap as they do with England. They get a new cap for every 25 test matches played. So Stokes will have 100 underneath the three lines as of tomorrow. The England captain, what a side they've turned into under his leadership. And the fact that his international career was in jeopardy uh, back in 2021 with a series of injuries and sitting out of the game, with mental health challenges that he's elaborated on since, but coming back now and doing what he's doing and leading this England team, it'll be a great celebration of him this week too. It will, and he's been um, he's been so kind of annoyingly calm about it. It's like, oh, how do you feel, Ben? He's like, oh, it's just a number. It's like, come on, like it's more than a number. It's really exciting. We're excited. Can you be excited? Uh, just in terms of like, the context of time, I've been trying to work out, and this is, maybe this is just me kind of reflecting stupidly, but I, I haven't been able to quite wrap my head around the fact that Headingley... The, like, the defining test of, of Stokes potentially of his career of his kind of cricketing legacy was his 55th test match so it's almost exactly half of his career ago and it feels so much more mm. recent than that at least in, in my mind um, Ollie Pope was saying to the press yesterday that when Joe Root had his 100th test match uh, in India in Chennai uh, they sat down the day before the match in the evening and they had a little presentation where they just watched montages of Joe Root's just peeling off runs and I was thinking that I'd actually, I'd actually in terms of what I'd like to do on my Valentine's Day evening watching Ben Stokes highlights Fun. does actually sound pretty pretty good to be fair um, 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be too much of a razzmatazz about around it. Mainly because Stokes himself has said, "I don't like whatever happens, happens." But I'm, I'm not too fussed. I'll have time in the future to reflect on that. So I, I guess it's for the rest of us. I guess it's for people like us to kind of glorify, glorify it, and kind of lift it up for the, to the achievement that it is. Because hmm. Stokes is a player. There was never any doubt that there was the talent there to play 100 Test matches. Stokes, the person, there, there was never any guarantee that the career could the career could have kind of blown up at any moment really and i mean that for a variety of reasons he's had a lot of his trials and tribulations off the pitch are well documented um and yeah and the fact he's here mm. and then turned himself into this leader who's so well respected so well loved within kind of the east england camp it's been a remarkable story all right cam before we get a little bit of travel diary action from you now we have all the teams settled uh, let's move to the final word hall of fame the final word, Hall of Fame for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. They're with us throughout the course of our daily shows in 2024, Cam, and of course, uh, throughout the duration of this India-England series. Here we go. I'm going to read this fresh. How many spinners do you pick for test in India? Three, four, eight? Because in India, you have to spin to win, right? Wrong. Just because something rhymes doesn't mean it's true. See also, go woke, go broke, or if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Very good start there from Shin. Start as you mean to go on. That's very strong copy. Uh, but there are two places where you can spin and win, Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Um, visit either centre, scan the QR code, and you could spin and win yourself a year of free bowling at all-star lanes as well as free food and drink at a bunch of places around the centre. But getting quick, once the prizes are gone, they're gone. Free bowling for a year at All-Star Lanes. We went bowling in India um, as an Australian touring press pack when Australia were rolled in four days at Bangalore. It might have been three days. In 2017, we spent the day off bowling. Um, so there is a link back there to watching cricket in India. And I went to Westfield London last week, Cam, and, and enjoyed the, the Japanese-Danish fusion. My wife and I went out for lunch out there, and it was delightful. Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Google them and get yourself uh, in the running with the QR code. Um, as they say here, to win a year's bowling at All-Star Lanes. Um, Cam, no Hall of Fame today per se, but I um, just want to get your reflections on spending a week at Goa. You've touched on the bad bit when you got food poisoning and you um, you pop that on social media because, you know, you, you're a youngster and everything ends up on socials uh, when you're on tour. But um, tell us about the good bits. What did you enjoy about being on the beach? Yeah, look, the good bits led to the bad bits. I, I, I have a deep love affair of prawns and I try to eat all of them that they're available to me on the west coast in India uh, hey you risk it's, life is about risk and reward and eventually it came back to bite me uh, the, the main disappointment was though, I had a lovely time I was staying in a, in, a, in a hostel called the Funky Monkey so it was obviously the, the finest establishment in all in all mm. of the uh, the west coast of India. Uh, genuinely, the restaurant there was so nice. I was having a lovely time. I'd even got invited to a pre-wedding party. There was a wedding ceremony on the Monday in Southern Goa, and I was kind of up in North Goa, um, and I'd got an invite, and I wasn't going to be able to go to the wedding because, well, this stuff's going on. I had to talk to the final word, obviously, uh, but I had got an invite to the pre-wedding party, uh, and then Sunday, literally, I'm, I, I had to pay a cancellation fee on my cab because I was like, oh, I feel... A a little bit funny so rather than leaving with an anecdote of uh, having gone to a go an Indian wedding in Goa which would have been so much fun and I'd have absolutely loved to have done that uh, I left with an anecdote of food poisoning and yes <laughs> uh, did I look back on the Tuesday when I realised I'd documented my uh, time in prone positions to the world and did I feel guilty did I feel ashamed I did 
but at the time a couple of likes it was a bit of a serotonin boost uh, i was deeply ashamed in hindsight you could have done both things and had food poisoning at the wedding and threaded the needle yeah there, but uh, out of a time yeah, well, yeah. I, I see that as a missed opportunity but at least you put yourself in the frame to have the opportunity in the first place that's the spirit of touring touring yeah, rather the best, uh, great the job best cam that's for westwood london and westfield stratford city we will uh, have uh, final word nominations throughout the course of the week the weekly uh, the daily show rather from radscott will be cam every day i'll be doing a couple of them maybe a few of them depending on uh, when i fly to australia next week from london uh, and um daniel norcross will be back on the uh, on the final word daily uh, he's been on it many times over the years but i don't think you have been together as a combination so that will be most enjoyable i recorded a long story time with daniel which will come out after the test match as well this has been the final word daily adam collins and cam ponsonby we will chat to you tomorrow bye